Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. And we're live. What's up, you guys? It is April 7th. It is the list in your boy number 209. And uh, yeah, it's WrestleMania week. We've got shows every day. Now, uh, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, every day through next Saturday, Jimmy. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. You know what's good about that, Sean? Money. I'm going to have a lot more time to watch them. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, this. That's pretty amazing. Get, get it out of your system. Our our wonderful government's going to lock us down again. So I was telling Sean off the air, I would have pulled John to a Twitch to vent about it, but Sean's in Kentucky. He doesn't give a shit. I don't. I, I really don't. No. I definitely don't give a shit and, about it on our show. But No, and and well, on any show, and, and in your defense, I was telling Sean, in your defense, if you and I went on a Twitch to talk about shit happening in the U.S., I'd probably feel the same. I'd say, I mean, yeah. that's too bad, but, you know, so I get it. But uh, fuck our government. I don't hey, like such politics. Let's, let's not get us demonetized. Like, you oh, can't, we're fine. Can't. We're fine. No, 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 no. We're not. Not when we got those budgets at the end of the month. But leave a thumbs up, guys. Donate a super chat because Jimmy dropped the f bomb within the first ninety seconds of a broadcast, <laughs> which you're not. And allowed let me, to do and let me just reiterate. Let me just reiterate. If we are ever demonetized for something I did, I'll make good. So don't worry about it. Well, I think you've been demonetized. I've got press credentials to an event in Hawaii. I guess I better go. Uh, oh, you better. You better. Yeah. And uh, somebody's saying super chats aren't working. Refresh. Do your best. I, I 
I don't know what to tell you. That's a that's a YouTube issue. That's not a, not an us issue. But uh, the super chat worked all right for Mark Francis here, one of our, our good friends. So uh, just go ahead and refresh and and give it a go. And, and I believe we'll- I believe Mark's in Ottawa, Canada, so he's feeling my pain. Yeah, he's saying stuck at work waiting for the announcement. I'm sure yeah. Jimmy's thrilled about it. Wanted to send my part. Well, listen when I get home. Well, guys, please also leave a thumbs up and uh yeah all, all that good stuff subscribe but we, we've got other things people can subscribe to jimmy we've got a magazine yeah boy you want to get there already okay so uh yeah, yeah i wasn't we, instructed to right off the top or anything well right off the top but i thought we were going to have some friendly banter first but uh no but we, you, can, we you just, got demonetized immediately no we could not. just we could we could just i did not get you demonetized but we can, we're going to be running limited ads because you dropped an F-bomb in the first 90 seconds. You rookie. Come should on. should run limited ads anyway. Sometimes I hit Sean up saying, well, there's, there's an no, ad every three minutes, what, man. You don't you even know what that means, Jimmy. That. You don't even know what that means. It means that we can't run a certain number of ads. It, YouTube will t- specifically restrict the kind of ads that we can show, and we will get paid a significantly less amount of money if you're dropping certain words in a certain time frame of of that that's because people can't change it from auto autoplay and all that good stuff ah oh, jimmy jimmy I will, miss, I will miss the 12 dollars on cpm ads that i was going to make on this podcast today i will miss it it means that i'm gonna have to buy a few less cups of tim horton's coffee on my way to the office yeah yeah people having trouble with super chats he says work for me on mobile but not on desktop i don't i don't know what to say but anyway, do, you think t- it, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that Camillo's producing? Because we had the same issue. Have you had Super Chat issues when you produce on your own? No, no but that doesn't have anything to do has with nothing that. nothing to do with that? No, okay, okay. So, yeah, so we have a magazine now. Yeah. Uh, Fightful Magazine. This is something that I had wanted to do for a while. Uh, <laughs> isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Oh, you don't need to do that. Yeah, but I this just is, did. Oh, this is something I'd wanted to do for a while. This is a proof of concept thing for me. Uh, Sean was dead set against it, but we're doing it because I wanted to. And it's just, a, like I said, a proof of concept thing I wanted to do. Issue one is uh, digital only, uh, quite frankly, only because we didn't get print ready on time. I wanted it to include print. Issue two will include print. I'm all over the girls to make sure that it does. Uh, and I think we'll also do a limited edition print version of issue one as well. The end product was spectacular, I thought. Very good. Uh, the content is excellent. The design work was really good. Shandy worked her butt off for me. Melissa, Lindsay, everybody involved did a great job. So the cover story, dream match, John Cena versus Conor McGregor. I recruited Alex Pulaski to write that. Sean, Sean said, Alex hasn't written in two years. I don't know if he'll be into it. He did it, and I thought he did a good job on it. You paid him uh, a lot of money. So if you would have told me that you were paying him a lot of money, I would have said, oh, yeah, Alex will do that. Uh, to find a lot of money. But anyway, uh, Joe... <laughs> Joe Halbert uh, has a piece about WrestleMania 27 uh, uh, spotlighting Edge and Bianca Belair, which is re- which is uh, really, really good. Brandon Thurston's got a piece about how much he thinks WWE is going to get on their next right fees deal. I have something called Vintage Vault, which is an interview that I did with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, a number of years ago. Probably the most detailed interview he's ever done. Uh, Molly Bell has a feature on Charlotte Flair that was excellent. I wrote a piece called The Toy Box about this Sergeant Slaughter prototype action figure. Uh, that people question whether or not it existed or not. It's really good. Uh, Matt Young has a story about you know, on an indie show having to be a referee and the ring announcer and the ring bell all oh, wow. together on a show. And uh, R-Truth was on that show and told Matt Young that he thought his future prospects were best suited as a ring bell. 
So, uh, <laughs> so there's lots of good stuff in it, and I hope you check it out, FIFOMag.com. And like I said, issue two will include print, and I, like I said, I think we'll do a, a limited edition issue one. I got some cool names lined up for issue two. Sean knows of them. I'm not going to say anything until I actually get the pieces in my hand, but I got some Brock good records. Yeah, Brock, can you imagine? Brock, I bet you he could. You know what? Brock Lesnar is smarter than I think people give him credit for. I mean, he went to, yeah, he went to a very good college. I think that Brock, if he wanted to, could write an interesting piece. Would he want to? Probably not. Maybe about, uh, you know, shooting buck or something. But but anyway, FIFAMeg.com, really good, uh, really good uh, piece of business. And issue two, I've got some names lined up that might surprise you. So I was, I, I'm it. actually doing right after this show. I'm working on a project for for issue two. Uh, so we'll be, I'll be doing that today. Lots of cool stuff. I love how it turned out. I was against really it, good. but it looks like a million bucks. It, does. it doesn't cost a million bucks, my friends. FightfulMag.com. <laughs> Uh, we got some super chats in. Of course, our friend Hannah says, here's to make up for the demonetization. Thank you, Hannah. Bill says, can't wait for the Jimmy Van late night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there are days I, you know what? Sean and I have talked about before. What if we did like a radio show that wasn't wrestling related? Yeah. I could talk about a lot of shit. Sean calls me the storyteller, you know? Yeah, you do I like could. to tell stories. I do. I do. I, I feel like a show either with me me and you or me and denise or us three would do really well because i think there's a lot of ridiculous banter between you and denise that that should be should be explored uh rafael says this is for jimmy's f-bomb well thank you kudos there you go and we we probably just made as much as we would have on the cpm ads probably that super chat and and thank you gutier 25 says just ordered blue cheese and the code fightful going to las vegas in a few weeks and decided (laughs) (laughs) he wants to be ready to go hashtag fuck that (laughs) a lot of those shirts by the way guys speaking of shirts uh shop.fightful.com I'm making it a a, a priority right after WrestleMania. I'm going to submit a whole bunch of designs. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff up there. Uh, Shop.fightful.com. Zach Barber says, if Seth wrestled at a time when fans paid his check, he wouldn't have said the asinine stuff that he said yesterday. Did you see this, Jimmy? No. Seth Rollins. Now, I'm going to pull up and open the article. That way I do not, uh, I don't misrepresent. Who was he talking to? Article by Jeremy Lambert, interview with Ryan Satin on Ryan Satin's Out of Character podcast. Fox, he says, Fox Sports, okay. He says, quote, I still think social media still plays quite a role in how the shows are written and how characters are portrayed. The Thunderdome has allowed us to tell our stories a little cleaner in the sense that things aren't up and down as they may normally be. Whether that's good or bad, I'm not entirely sure. I miss the fan and the live interaction, but I like being able to cut a promo and getting all the way through it without having to side-eye the audience. It's nice to get a thought out without being interrupted by CM Punk chants. I agree with him. There's a lot of con- like a controversy about that, but I completely agree with that part of it. And I've been saying this since the beginning. I think the promo aspect of it has gotten significantly better without fans, without dumbasses going, what, what? I agree with that. I agree with that. At the same time, um, they don't necessarily know what's working, what isn't working. They can't hear that immediate response. They can't pivot. Although I will say, and we've talked about this, a lot of today's younger talent, they don't know how to pivot anyway. Like even if, because they don't know how to listen to the crowd, they just follow word for word what they've been handed. And they don't pivot anyway. But if you're a veteran talent, I, you'd think that you'd want to get a gauge 
for how things are going live so that you can pivot. But uh, he's not exactly. wrong. I mean, I, I think if Vince McMahon had his way, aside from the ticket revenue that they're losing, if Vince McMahon had his way, he'd want it to be like this forever. That's what I thought, too. They're and sweetening the crowd and everything, whatever they want. The irony of that is they can't keep over a top-level babyface when they control the audience. Now, as far as cleaner stories, I completely disagree because they are just as all over the map now as they ever were. This right. is the most creatively bankrupt build to WrestleMania that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I've, I've started covering wrestling 2010, that build to WrestleMania. It's the worst I've ever covered. It's the worst I've ever seen. Yep. It's it's just, yeah. Imagine when Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte Flair after their match. And that was the start of Becky's rise. When Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte Flair, imagine if there had been no fans there. Because Vince McMahon wanted her to turn heel. And it was the positive response from the crowd that forced him to pivot. And she became the hottest star uh, at a time in the company. If there had been no fans, they would have gone with that heel turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Chris, they've missed opportunities because they haven't been able to listen to the live reaction, but it's not it, it was fault. funny. I remember I was I was heading in Toronto right after SummerSlam that year. And I watched, I think it was Raw that night or whatever show Becky was on. I think it was SmackDown. And, I, and she did the all you people thing. And I was like, oh no. And by the time I landed, I had a message from somebody in WWE saying, We ain't doing that one again. Yeah. We're we're just letting her embrace it. Chris says Seth had to give a you people promo on a podcast since he couldn't do one in the Thunderdome. I disagree. I thought there was some misrepresentation, but I mean, that's just the nature of it. A lot of people like to pile on Seth for being a company guy, but um, he, he also said, quote, some stories have overstayed their welcome, but we've definitely been allowed to tell fully fleshed out stories over six or seven months that we couldn't get through normally because a live crowd would force creative to change course. There but, have been no six or seven month stories. And and not only that, if the crowd is forcing you to change your course, then you should change your course. Yeah, for sure. For you, sure. Jimmy, I I like to apply this to how we do stuff. I had a lot of viewers when when we were changing some personnel for the shows, they're like, hey, we don't necessarily want play-by-play. We don't want to hear, oh, this person did a Hurricane Rana. Then they did right. a head scissors. So we don't do that on our shows anymore. Right. We'll tell you if the match is good and if you should watch it, what we liked about it, the booking direction, how it could be better, how it could be worse. If the audience gets together and the majority tell you that you probably need to change something, you probably need to change something or move away with it. I am Malucha says 1000% agree with Sean and Rollins. Plenty of us pay money to see a live show and don't need idiots screaming for a guy who left 10 years ago. I hate that. I hate the CM Punk chance. I hate the Austin chance. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, I, See, I just, and the thing is, the, the thing is, these people that do this too, they don't do it necessarily because they're a fan of CM Punk. They do it because they want to bring attention on themselves. Yep. That's why they do it. So, I mean, that, that aspect of it, I'm not going to miss. And you know, it's funny. I saw Steve Austin's podcast. I believe it was with Randy Orton where they brought up the what chat. Austin still seems pretty proud of it. Yeah. And I, I, w- I would have thought all these years later that he'd be like, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had to done that one. Well, I think that's more on more him happy about using what in his promos than people chanting what today. Because the Maybe. story of how that developed with Christian Cage is very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is very funny. Yeah. We got yeah. a bunch of super chats making up for for those that filthy mouth of yours, Jimmy. <laughs> Probably else is this for Jimmy's F bomb. <laughs> Look at I'm you super know what I hot. should do? I need to swear more often because I'm making all these super chats due to that. 
I don't know. You're not you're not bringing in Stephen Larson money for us yet. Kurt says I'm super high. Healthcare worker exhausted all year, <laughs> then accidentally booked off the same week as WrestleMania and the Masters. Fuck that. Fuck. I appreciate you. His name was Kurt uh, Benoit. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't think that's his real name, buddy. I'm uh, thinking probably not. May, you know, maybe. you know what came up on my recommended videos the other day? So random. It was an interview that Kurt Angle did with Jeremy Borash for Impact when he compared Samoa Joe to Chris Benoit. And uh, Jeremy Borash's face just kind of went like this. And I I thought to myself, why is that coming up on my recommended videos? But it did. Evan Wright says, will you print the first issue or is it digital only? Uh, We're we're hopefully going to do limited first prints. Yes, it's digital currently. uh, And the only reason it's digital currently, if I'm being very honest, is because I wanted to get it out before Mania. That was my whole plan. And printing was not ready. Like we we didn't have it to finalize for issue one. I will go back and do limited edition, maybe like a hundred copies or something for and uh, for print. The beauty of these magazines is most of them are evergreen content. Like there is so much just evergreen content in there, which we really embrace at Fightful. We we do a whole lot of stuff like that. Right. Uh, Phenomenal says. Jimmy's all over the girls. You want to be all over the girls. Use blue chew. <laughs> Gotta love some Jimmy. Well, they'll love your Jimmy. All the girls will love your Jimmy when you use blue oh, chew. Man, we got to we got to move on from that one. Yeah, gotta yeah. Move we'll on. move on to Rob Wilkins saying, "Curious. Back in the day, were the LGN two packs hard to find? My college, uh, Minnesota State, made it to the NCAA Frozen Four and play tomorrow. So did Gable Stevenson, who we interviewed on Fightful. But what Come about back. those LJN two packs?" So I don't want to bore you with too much information, but it depends if he means the tag teams or okay. the or the discount packs. So okay. when the line was running running its course uh, by like 1989, when the line was running its course, they had a bunch of inventory that they wanted to sell, and they released these really odd looking discount boxes where they randomly took two wrestlers that had nothing to do with each other, threw them into a box and sold them as like a two pack, a discount pack. And we're talking weird stuff like Billy Jack Haynes and Adrian Adonis. Sure. Packaged together. So if you mean tag teams or those two packs, those discount two packs were hard to find. I didn't know they existed until uh, a few years ago. The tag teams, I don't recall them being that tough to find. There would be a lot of that with Jacks too. Like you would see Austin Taker, which they know we're going to sell anyway. And then they throw like Mosh of the headbangers in there right. or Mark Mara. <laughs> right. And that, that's legit. Like Mosh even showed it off on a Cardona and Myers interview. Like he's like, dude, I got a three pack with like Austin and take. <laughs> right. So, well, somebody had to be enhancement for that matchup. And so. there, there's stories that supposedly like in the Jack's, the, the later era that Brock Lesnar specifically requested that Kurt or, Curtis Axel be included in one of his three packs. Okay. I like see that. that way he would get a big royalty off of it. That, that's the word anyway. But Raven has said before too, that like his favorite action figure is the one that came with a Steve Austin figure because oh, yeah. he made the most money off of it. That's cool that Brock did that too. You hear stories sometimes about Brock like that. Yeah. Every now and then you hear them. That's cool that he did that. You know, uh, Swiss roll. Chris says her Jimmy cuss. Take this money. Sean, uh, you see. Okay. At three 30, I might just have to go nuts about our premier, our prime minister. At do you remember when we did the swear jar for Denise at the beginning of the pandemic though? Cause she had never cursed on air. I remember. And we, we, we got her, we, we helped her out quite a bit there. Alejandro says I'm hyped for tonight's NXT and tomorrow's takeover. Before I get down, downer with WrestleMania. Love your podcast still. Well, thank you so much. I actually think that WrestleMania is going to be good. I think the matches are going to be great, and I'm excited to hear people, Jimmy. The best is to have low expectations going into a card. 
Because when you got low expectations, like there's nowhere to go but up. And yeah. I think everybody, I mean, I, I posted on Twitter the other day that WWE has long said that the fans are the most important thing. Publicly, they say that. And this year, that's the case because the biggest draw is that there's going to be a live crowd. That's the biggest draw yeah. of WrestleMania 37. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into some of these topics. Of course, guys, donate super chats. We will get to them during the show. But leave a thumbs up on this video, too. I can't tell you guys how important it is to leave us a thumbs up to retweet the video, all that stuff. Let the world know that we're out there. We're doing a lot of streams this week, so YouTube might look at that and say, oh, they're spamming. So share our stuff. It would help a lot. We got a well, lot the going f- on. The first thing I want to ask you about, I haven't had a chance to watch the Hall of Fame yet. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, how was the presentation? Because there were no live fans. I understood there were no inductors even. No inductors. True? I actually liked it. Yeah, it was good. What they did, they had a lot of people like Big E or Bailey or Sasha on a red carpet discussing people that are being inducted and their influence on them. And I thought that was a really cool approach. And I I thought it was good. I I missed fans. That's for sure. I know that some of the speeches got heavily edited, heavily. edited. Now give me the visual. So, so let's say Eric Bischoff's inducted. Yeah. Give me the visual. So who introduces him when he walks out? What's he looking at? Cause I haven't, he's haven't had a looking to at the Thunderdome. He's, he's at the top of a, of a ramp and he's looking at the Thunderdome videos. Okay. And oh, let me tell you, my heart melted when Eric Bischoff said, I'm not going to take up much of your time because I might only have three minutes. And then he, <laughs> yeah. and I loved it. Like he, he went into the, did I just hear myself say three minutes? Cause there were a lot of people that he worked with over the years yeah. and for him to give love to them, I thought was a really, really great touch. Uh, really did melt my heart. Really made me <laughs> made me happy because Rosie and Jamal. You want to talk yeah. about underrated for yeah. their for their era, and we saw what happened with with Umaga. But yeah, that was I loved, I loved Umaga. Umaga was awesome. He was yeah. awesome. He didn't really get it. He was a little bit underrated. He was he was quite good. But you know, one thing I'll say about Eric Bischoff, and I know I know you've had some dealings with him. He's one of those guys who, at his peak when he was in power. You know, he let power go to his head probably and 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 you know he had a negative reputation with a lot of people. It seems in his you know most later years he's really become grateful for what he for the opportunity that he was given. Seems One like of my he's become favorite interviews, Jimmy. I can and you even see guys now like Ric Flair who hated yeah. his guts, and Ric Flair now loves him and praises him. It really seems like Eric Bischoff, he 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 kind of just became a, a humble, grateful guy, and you don't hear a lot of negativity about him anymore, if any at all. Yeah, uh, I love interviewing that guy. I try to interview everybody, I I say, once a year. That's just changing now because AEW and WWE don't necessarily give us a lot of stuff. So Eric Bischoff's a guy I hope that I interview once, twice a year, every year for the rest of my career because I learn stuff from him every time I talk to him. Like, why did this sponsor go here? Why did this one end up on this pay-per-view? And not only does he have an answer, he has an answer that he apologizes for being too in-depth and too long. I'm yeah. like, no, that's what we love. He is, I, I think he's really come to terms with the fact that people just want to hear him explain decision making, yeah. whether good or bad. And now, 20 years later, like, I'm, I, I don't got to review something that Eric Bischoff put forth creatively and be like, well, this is going to suck next week. I can look back on it and be like, well, I don't have to ever have to deal about it, deal with it. Let's, let's learn about it. And he's really, really been, been great. I, and as I often say, Jimmy, anybody who says money can't buy happiness has never interviewed Bruce Pritchard before and after he met Conrad Thompson. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really want to talk about that. Let's just kind of move on. But uh, the one, the one thing I do want to say about Eric Bischoff is uh, one of the favorite things that I've ever seen him do was the table for three with Jim Cornette. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you guys have never seen the table for three. Cornette put, put me it, over this week. Oh, did he? Yeah, That's good. We should go, we should go back and read him the email. But uh, if you go back and watch that episode of Table for Three, Jim Cornette was so aggressive and like kind of, you know, hot, talking loud and kind of in Bischoff's face. And Bischoff was so cool. And the way that he almost dismissed everything Cornette said, like he just didn't give a shit. And I, I loved uh, Bischoff's, the way he handled that, because I think a lot of guys would have gone on the defense, the way that Cornette was so aggressive. Sure. And Bischoff was just cool. And, and I loved it. I've, I've seen that clip many, many times. I am Malucha. Says eighty three weeks is one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. Much love for Eze. It is. I, I really enjoy it. We always get a lot of a lot of source material out of it. I, I liked the legacy inductees as well. I really, really like Brickhouse Brown being included. Um, they're they're. I love the legacy wing because there are a whole lot of people that, quite frankly, wrestling fans today and wrestling fans that grew up when I did, they don't know who they. A lot of people don't know who Ethel Johnson is, and they're learning who Ethel Johnson is. They're, they're learning who Buzz Sawyer is, and they're going, oh, wait, that's the greatest power slam I've ever seen in my life. They're learning who Pez Watley is, and I think that's really great. So I agree, and I disagree. I agree, okay. with the, I agree with the concept. I disagree with the selections. It's very clear to me that they put some guys in there because they've passed, and that's why. But with all due respect to you know some of the guys who, like you said, are maybe not, not big names and should be in there, Bruiser Brody should have his own. Hall of Fame induction should not just be in the legacy wing. Race the Crippler Stevens. 35 years ago, though. I don't care. I don't care. Bruiser Brody was a star, man. He was a star. He deserves his own more than Coco Beware does. Ray the Crippler Stevens deserves his own award more than Drew Carey does. I disagree that they selected certain guys and threw them into the legacy wing because they passed on. I don't like that. I think, didn't Lou Fez go in the legacy wing? I'm sure, but I mean, it's like, I understand why WWE is doing this. They're, this is for content. This isn't to. I know, I know. And that, at the end of the that's day, it. that's the whole thing. You're completely yeah. right. You're completely uh, right. We have some super chats. Seller Justin Lopez says, low expectations for Mania, but I'll be there live, fully vaccinated. Really? Glad to be getting out of New York for a while and feeling the energy of a live crowd. I get my vaccine in two weeks. Boy, I am excited. Uh, guess what, I, John? I don't. Good for you. Good for you, David. It's gonna be. It'll be the end of twenty-one by the time they hit my age bracket. David Dickers says, besides WWE <laughs> booking things like absolute dog shite, does the huge amount of wrestling over the years also influence the build? Things not being new. I don't. I don't think so. It, you can you can reuse storylines and make them good. There are a million men's storylines that have been done over and over again. But if you Agreed. apply that to a female gender, it's fresh, it's new, and it's different. And they, they just don't do it. They, they get lazy, Jimmy. They have been lazy. Vince McMahon. Vince has McMahon. Been lazy. Yeah. And yeah I, 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 try, I try not to say they and WWE because it's Vince McMahon. Well, when I say they, I usually refer, I, I'm referring to whoever it is that's making that decision because I, I, I don't mean to group them in completely. Joseph says, should EO be brought up to face the winner of Banks versus Bel Air since they haven't built any other contenders on SmackDown? No. No more NXT being diminished. Yep. Uh, they got I, Chelsea I, Green sitting in the wings. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they, they, they still got people in the batter's box. 
yeah. that they can use. Let's move on yeah. and talk about WrestleMania 37. Super chat. People oh, sit up. Okay, money. okay. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Zach Barber <laughs> says Buzz Sawyer's nickname was Mad Dog, not Bulldog. Right. Mad yes. Dog Buzz Sawyer. That's right. And Chris Rain says, love listening to Eric because he explains everything in so much detail. He has apologized for going too much in depth. And I'm like, you're getting my word count up, man. That's what I want. I want that. I want that detail. Did you hear Taker's story about Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer? No, I didn't. So Buzz Sawyer is the first guy that's supposed to train Taker. Okay. And Taker told the story where, you know, he didn't know anything. He, he knew who this guy was. He showed up at his house. When he knocked on the door and said, hey, I'm, for, I'm here for the first day of training, Buzz Sawyer looks at him and goes, that was today? <laughs> And and he basically said that every day Sawyer had somebody else actually handling the training. And then one day when Taker showed up and knocked on the door, Sawyer was gone. And he had just gone, left for the next territory and left his two dogs behind in the house. Wow. So Taker adopted the dogs. J.K. Schwal says, stopping by mid-class to say, I love the comfy, fightful masks. Also, great job in the magazine. I actually got to get a couple of those sent to me. Uh, but yeah, we got new, uh, we got face masks up on shop.fightful.com. Like I said, guys, we're going we're gonna to lean heavily into that over the next few months. I've got a lot of cool ideas for that. AM says, I dislike there were, there were two pay-per-views between Rumble and Mania. Hurts the Mania build a lot. Yeah, it sure does, Jimmy. And, I mean, everybody that saw those two scheduled pretty, pretty well said that. Yep, I agree. And, and, again, I understand why they did the last one. You know, I get it. It was completely logistical. They wanted to make sure Peacock was ready. I get it. Didn't like it. I think there's a lot of other things they could have done, you know, other other live specials without having to force creative to, to throw together another pay-per-view. But I, I understand why they did it. And Nerdguru says Vince would make EO job to Naya or Lacey. Yikes. Not Lacey anytime soon, but Naya for sure. Naya, 100%. Naya, Naya is, gets, gets pushed yeah. greater than really any woman on the roster. Andrew says, do you think Katie Ford's made an impression on Vince? I doubt it. Uh, she did some incredible YouTube numbers for Impact Wrestling last year, but... Jimmy, let's, let's let's go on. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do a full-fledged preview because you did that with uh, Stephen Larson this week. I'm, I just want long preview. Yeah, and we're sure as hell not doing that. I just want to get your quick, uh, for each matchup here, I want to get just your quick pick. That's all, just your quick pick. So night one, uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, looks like it might be the main event. I saw the poster, and they had the two of them in the middle, and they had Lashley and Drew kind of over on the side, so might be the main event. What do you think in Sasha Bianca? Bianca. I'm I mean, on that one. I can just run down the list and tell you who. Yep. Uh, to save some time. I got Cesaro, AJ and Omos, Braun Strowman. Now, because Steven Larson convinced me otherwise. You uh, thought think, Shane was going to win? Yeah, I thought that Braun was going to throw Shane off the top of the cage through a table. Shane would win and then say, oh, you're stupid. Like that. If they do that, Braun is done as any kind of a legitimate. They had, they had him team with a, a little kid. They've had I mean, him fair. Him. You're right. You're right. They did. They, they had like they all kinds of stuff. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest will win. Yeah. I, I think that Bobby Lashley will retain. I think really? that will be a match where they wait and see what the reaction is, and they send the finish from the back. Yep. Um, and okay. I think that a mystery team will win the tag team turmoil top contender. Night one. Also, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. That's a slam dunk. Celebrities don't lose at WrestleMania unless they're in battle royals. I'm with you with, with pretty much everything. Uh, Billy Kay and Carmella look like they're the they're the mystery team, yeah? Oh, no, no, no. Not that mystery team. Oh, I, think, oh. I think we might see a different mystery team. if Unless Bailey does something else, which we'll talk about later, yep. I think like her and Charlotte could pop up. 
And I they mean, that win. would be spectacular because yes. they should. But uh, I'm I'm with you with pretty much everything. I think Drew's going to win. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley should, but I think Drew McIntyre is going to win. I feel like they have already planned out Lashley's next program, which is going to be uh, the Hurt Business thing, I feel like. And so I, because it, it was so weird watching the build for Mania when Lashley's focused on something else on Raw. And that's your Mania build when your champion's focused on something that's not Drew McIntyre. Very, very strange, but I feel like that's where they're going to head. And so I think uh, I think Drew's going to win. Maybe Cedric and Shelton will even play to the end, play into the finish. I don't know. I'm with you on pretty much everything else. I think Rollins will win uh, because Rollins is the company guy. I, I I could just see him beating Cesaro. I don't think Vince looks at Cesaro, unfortunately, the way that a lot of us do. Otherwise, I'm pretty much with you. Night two, who you got? Night two, uh, Riddle. Kevin Owens, because they'll probably have they probably want Logan Paul to do something baby faceish. I think Apollo Crews will win. I think Big E should though. The Fiend will win. Yeah. I think they should just start fresh and have Rhea Ripley win and dominate until Rhonda or Becky come back. Mm-hmm. And then I think it should be Roman Reigns, but I think Edge will win. I think I'm with you in all those. Yeah, I'm with you in all of those. What the hell is a Nigerian drum fight? Big E doesn't know. Yeah, I bet you Apollo doesn't know, and there's a good chance Vincent Man doesn't know either. Yeah. So they'll, they'll figure that out. I'm with you in everything else. How relevant, and, and I mean don't, no disrespect, Tat, when I ask this question, how relevant is Logan Paul in 2021? Is he still incredibly relevant? Is he He's still a big star? Extremely relevant, yes. Yeah. I mean, his brother is about to be on a massive selling yeah, Boxing I know, but that's his brother. Famous. That's not him. So he's Logan way Paul. more famous than his brother. Okay. Way more famous. Than I his don't brother. watch any of his stuff. Admittedly, I don't watch. Any I don't of either. Him. I don't no. either. But I, I, I know enough to know that very, very popular. And somebody just okay. mentioned to me the Bella Twins. Like they could, they could pop up in that tag team turmoil match. You know what? That's a good bet because they just went in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That's a very smart bet. Yep. Nick says Shane is. Look at the hair on Nick. Beautiful hair on that fella. <laughs> His feuds never last just one pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I thought the the stupid thing, for sure. That would be, I mean, Braun has not, Shane has not gotten his comeuppance really in this whole thing at all. It's like he slimed Braun, then he, you know, tricked him with the fake knee injury, and he's running around and calling him stupid and got the report card. Braun has not gotten one over on him yet. It'd be a terrible decision. Andrew says, St. Valentine's Day Massacre all over again. I would love if they paid homage to that and like they did the same spot. Yep. Except I would like it very much if Shane didn't break his tailbone on the corner of a table. Right. But I, I think Shane winning even on a fluke is just a terrible decision. Sure. You know, Braun, sure. is, Braun is so damaged as it is. Now, there's an interesting side note about Mania that I want to I want to mention. And this was pointed out to me on Twitter by L. Birdman. They're calling for rain in Tampa Saturday and Sunday. Oh, no. Uh, as of now, on Saturday, now in America, do you guys use millimeters to, to measure rain? I mean, if you're, if you're smart, you know them, but the metric <laughs> system is not prevalently used here. I okay, because here yeah. we do. So so on Saturday, they're calling for 10 to 15 millimeters. I think that's uh, I don't know, a little over half an inch. On Sunday, they're calling for up to 25 millimeters, which is, I think, over an inch of rain. Yeah. And if that holds true... Have you ever seen Hogan, Big John, Stud, Puerto Rico, Sean? No, I haven't. But I do see that as of right now, Saturday, it's supposed to be clear. Okay. When I looked up the weather, they had the chance of precipitation, and they said 10 to 15 millimeters on Saturday. But anyway, go on YouTube. 10% 10 
uh, chance of participate precipitation Saturday, 50% on Sunday. Just say rain, Sean. Just say rain. Precipitation. Go on YouTube. This is for anybody. Go on YouTube. Look up Hulk Hogan, Big John Stud, 1985, Puerto Rico. Look Sounds that like up. a dog shit match. Sounds like a terrible match. Uh, so it's an outdoor <laughs> outdoor venue. And, of course, it's a big man shitty match. They're not doing a lot. But then, Sean, basically a typhoon hit for a few minutes. It was pouring rain. They held each other in a bear hug because it's pouring rain. Yeah. So what else are they going to do? Then when the rain subsided a little bit, Hogan tried one atomic drop on, on John Studd. And when John Studd hit the mat, he slipped and fell on his ass. Oh, gosh. And then after that, they rolled to the, uh, to the ground, and that was basically it. That was basically the match. Look that up on YouTube because it's there. Uh, now, I want to talk about who's currently missing from the WrestleMania card. Yeah. And when you look at the last year during this COVID era, and you look at who the utility players were on WWE television, who they really relied on to carry the load when they had limited rosters and everything due to COVID. On the Raw side, you had Drew McIntyre, you had Angel Garza, you had Zelina Vega, you had Andrade, you had Asuka, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. They were used regularly on television during the COVID era. Drew obviously is getting his due because he's in the WWE title match. Asuka's in the, in the Raw women's title match, although her usage in recent months has been shit. Poor Angel Garza. Uh, now who I really feel for, and we'll talk about this in a minute. I feel maybe of that whole list. I feel more for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin than anybody else, because those two guys were in one of the hottest factions, one of the hottest angles. Everybody's excited about mania because they get to work in front of a live crowd. So everybody's excited about mania. And then what do they do two weeks before the show? They break up the faction and they announce that the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is not going to be at WrestleMania. It's going to be on SmackDown, not in front of live fans. And Cedric and Shelton, two guys who are heavily featured on Raw, are going to be in the Battle Royal, not in front of live fans, and are going to essentially miss WrestleMania. That is a shame. That's the a number shame, of, Sean number of dopes that I had quote tweeting me and saying, uh, you would complain that WrestleMania was too long if they were if they were on the show, and I'm like, uh, no, there there are seven matches set for each show. I right. watch wrestling every night of the week now. I can handle eight matches, three three and a half hours. What right. I don't like, Jimmy, is seven hours, sixteen matches. Yes. So to imply that eight and sixteen are the same means yes. you're dumb, but also. I felt so bad. And, and you mentioned Angel Garza, too. Yep. He helped carry Raw. Yes, he did. He helped carry Raw. Um, Charlotte yes, Flair, you plug her in anywhere, she'll yep. make she'll do her best, at least. Yep. Bailey yep. carried SmackDown yep. and Raw for a while, for the love of God. Yep. Carried multiple brands. I think they'll do something with Bailey. It would not surprise me if... Uh, we'll kind of lump that in with the Hurt Business. It wouldn't surprise me if... Just she pops up and does ding dong hello, and then the person who walks through that door is Becky Lynch. And I mean, that'd Becky be great. Lynch. It'd be great. It'd be great to see her. But it would let's, be. Let's... It would be really great. But um, you had mentioned the hurt business. Boy, yeah. was there some some upset people over this. Uh, MVP and Lashley met with Vince McMahon. This was a Vince McMahon call and a Vince McMahon call on his own. He did not have a lot of support for this decision, and the way that it was told to me. Again, I'm not back there, but the way that it was told yeah. to me by people very, very close to this situation was that when Vince McMahon feels almost ganged up on or feels like something like that happens, he digs his heels in even deeper, yeah. and that's what he did. 
there were a lot of unhappy people, specifically the Hurt Business, over this. Was an explanation given as to why? I can tell you the explanation that I was given, and I don't know if it was this is the reason or we assume this is the reason. I want to clarify yeah. that. The, the reason I was given was, well, he wants it to just be Drew and Lashley. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense because he already did a stipulation the week before where Cedric and Shelton got hurt or, yep. or didn't get hurt. They, they got banned from ringside. Because yep. then after that, Jimmy, you had a lot of people say, oh, well, it's a swerve. And now because they're not members of the Hurt Business, they can be out there. And I'm like, no, that wasn't the stipulation. And the it wouldn't make sense when they should kick their asses. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that, that doesn't work like that. People uh, having to do these gymnastics in their head to make sense of stupid shit that WWE does. Yeah. And you know that it wasn't planned very far ahead because yep. they did that match where they got banned from ringside, yep. then split them up. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are you doing that stipulation if you know you're going to break them up? There were some really, really pissed off people here. Some people that are very upset for Shelton Benjamin specifically because mm-hmm. they see that Cedric has more years in front of him yep. than behind him in WWE. But yeah. I mean, Ric Flair worked many title matches without the horsemen at ringside. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, the, fact, the, the, the fact that WWE think the only, Vince thinks the only way that he can book such a situation because they're creatively bankrupt and lazy right. is to break up the entire stable instead of, I don't know, booking something good. This goes back to all the times we've seen people like Bianca Belair and AOP called up then yep. benched for months. And why were they benched for months? It's not because they weren't good. It's because it wasn't their time for their big push. And WWE is like, well, we don't know what to do with them if it's not their time for their big push because otherwise we just beat them like a drum or we 50-50 them. And they knew that those teams or people were too special to 50-50 but couldn't think of anything. Here's yeah. a good idea. Have them win some matches and not yeah. lose some matches. Even enhancement matches. You know what I mean? Yes. They something. did it with Braun. It worked. It worked really yeah. well. Oh, uh, 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 Ryback. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the Punk cage match drew a much bigger uh, number than they thought it would because of that. I, I mean, you, you can't sit here and accuse Ryback of being a great worker. Right. He beat jobbers up so bad yeah. that when he was the guy that came out and saved Vincent Mann from CM Punk, you can go back and look. The The arena was so crazy in Sacramento. The hard cam shook Jimmy. Like, <laughs> it was nuts. It was yeah. nuts. Christian Burton. It's really a shame. Yeah. Uh, or JL says her business was going to bring them in money long term. I don't get it. They could have, they, they, I mean, they could have released action figures of the four of them in suits with the belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so much they could have done. And I, I really thought Cedric and Shelton were a very underrated tag team. They were very good tag. You know, and I mean, they, they're still together, but they're still, still together, but, but they're, they're good heels. And, and they really worked so hard on, on uh, two on one spots, you know, tag team spots. And, they were a fun group. When Lashley won the belt, the photos of the four of them together wearing suits holding the belts, like they they were a good group, man. And they added an element to Lashley that made them different. Yeah. Having a faction. The whole thing is is shit. And that leads me to Bailey. You know, last year, Bailey became the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion in history of WWE. She held the title for 380 days over a year. And, oh, over and, that- and keep in mind. That was only interrupted by a five-day Charlotte reign. So besides right. that, she held the title for like 16 months. Right, right. And over that time, she beat everybody that they threw in front of her. 
Uh, and now currently she's off the WrestleMania 37 card. I like your idea that maybe she'll be part of the, the mystery team, but currently she's off the card. She spoke to Alex McCarthy from TalkSport. He asked her about it, and here's a quote from her. She said, I cannot give you an honest answer. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't happen. And then she went on to add, there's always next year. Mm-hmm. That's sad, man. When you when this person has been like or, your, your yeah. utility player for a year plus. She said that she's got plenty of years ahead of her, which is which is good, but... She has been everything WWE has asked. That heel turn worked wonders for her. I, I said that Bailey was my 2020 WWE MVP. Right. And you could lump Sasha in there as well since they were a team for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I really think that Bailey was the MVP. She worked both brands. She did the tag team division. She did the uh the she ran the world title. It was just mm-hmm. it's it's really disheartening to not see something special for her now. If you're doing something with Becky Lynch, okay. That's like, to me, that that's up there with like hosting. Like yep. I get why New Day wasn't booked a few years ago. They were hosting. Yep. Alexa Bliss, she hosted. If ba- if she's doing something with a returning Becky Lynch after a year, okay. You want to do that instead of, instead of that. That's a WrestleMania moment. Right. If they go down that road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? This is something that I, I, I have to do with you all the time. Sometimes you got to put your best interests ahead of business, the yeah. best interests of your people. Sometimes you got to put them ahead of business. I do that with Sean Ross Sapp all the time, putting his best interests ahead of business. You know what I'm saying? You sure do. Hopefully do you do it a sometimes. lot more too. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really liking that LASIK, Jimmy. I can tell you that much, uh, but yeah, Bailey's got to, Bailey's got to be involved somehow. And Jimmy, you know she's staying in WrestleMania shape. You know she she's doing all the right things. And so can you when you use magicspoon.com slash Fightful. That's right. If you're looking to get into WrestleMania shape, you don't have to give up cereal. Now, most cereals full of sugar and junk and carbs, stuff that you really shouldn't eat, but not magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Zero grams of sugar, 13 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Now, Jimmy, you told me about a personal experience that you had with Magic Spoon. You did a little, little mix, didn't you? <laughs> you did a little mix, right? I did a little mix, did I? A little mix. I a little you mix? mixed that, that, that chocolate with that peanut butter. I did do that. You, yeah. you mix that chocolate with that peanut butter, and it tasted right? like peanut butter cup. It it's did. so delicious. You very can, delicious. Uh, you can, yeah, it is. It's very delicious, Jimmy. <laughs> you can <laughs> build your own box with cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, cinnamon. I love cinnamon cereal. And if you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Go to magicspoon.com/slash fightful. Get that custom box. Use our promo code FIGHTFUL, save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use your code at checkout. So use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked, but let's be real. You're not going to want your money back. You're going to be like, man, I should probably just go back and order some more. The thing I love most about this is it fills you up with that one serving magicspoon.com slash fightful. We're happy to have them here through the rest of the year. Jimmy, what's your favorite, uh, non magic spoon cereal. 
I, who cares? Kid, I don't need. No, I don't no. need other cereal now, so I don't have one. I use magicspoon.com <laughs> slash Fightful. That's it. Go That's it. So, and you, you, so, so do you. So next topic. All right. Twenty years ago, Sean. This will tell you about the the, the state of mind now. And I'm just going to say with Miss McMahon when it comes to how to get heat based around cars. Twenty years ago, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin flooding Vincent Man's Corvette with cement. And completely destroying the car, and that's how that's how you got heat for that program. Twenty years later, Miz is finger painting on a Bugatti, mm-hmm. finger painting yeah. on a Bugatti, and that's how they thought they were going to get heat. I saw that on Raw, thinking that's going to piss off Bad Bunny. That's I mean, it's a three it's a three million dollar car. Yeah, take it through a car wash, you're good. You know what I'm saying? He was I mean, using it's, some it's little water, water-based but, finger paints. He's doing a little, little rating on the car hood there, Sean. Come on. I mean, stupid. to be fair, he has done interviews where he's talked about how much he hates that car. because I saw you put that article up. Yeah, I saw he you does. put that up. But yeah, yeah, that's really stupid. They did that this, They did it last year with Braun and Miz and Morrison, if you remember. They beat up his car. Was that the one when they turned it into a toy set? Remember there was a toy set of the red car? something i don't know but they yeah, went out and they just the they, they tore up his cars like trans am or something like that i don't know well let's talk about nxt takeover because some of the matches on this card are, are banger matches like yeah. some of them some of them should be at on on the mania card uh night one is live tonight we're doing this on april 7 and it's going to be interesting because it's going to be live not just on usa but also on peacock and some of the matches that you're going to see tonight io shirai raquel gonzalez which is that's hell of a matchup, and that's going to headline. The size discrepancy between those two, Sean, hell of a matchup. Tommaso Ciampa, Walter, that's going to be really, really good. Hmm. Pete Dunn, Kushida, that should be pretty good. And then they're going to have the number one contender gauntlet for the North American title. So that's some pretty solid matches. And then night two, Thursday, April 8, which is only going to be on Peacock in the U.S. and on WWE Network outside the U.S., or if you're using Surfshark within the U.S. Uh, NXT title, Finn Balor, Kieran Cross, it's pretty good. Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is pretty good. And then the North American title of Gargano against whoever wins the gauntlet. Pretty solid matches, man, for for, uh, for NXT the next two nights. Yes, there is. And sorry that, that I looked a little distracted. Something else caught my attention, not to bury NXT. Hornswoggle is doing a rough and rowdy boxing fight at the end of the month. Against who? Uh, against somebody named Dynamite for the BF or BMFM title. Oh my God, I can't wait. But NXT TakeOver, uh, by the way, guys, I'm going to have a post-show on Select for myself, I think late Thursday night. I'll be doing media calls after Thursday and Friday night. Denise will be on the post-show Thursday night uh, on Fightful. We got Jeremy tonight. There's so many good matches on this show. It needs to be Raquel's crowning moment. Needs to be Raquel's crowning moment. Because if they didn't keep those tag titles on them, and don't put the title on her here. Oh boy, I'll be I'll be just so annoyed. I agree. I mean, for me, uh, Champa Walter, that's going to be interesting. Bit of a size yeah. discrepancy, but uh, that that should that's going to be a good one. Now AEW doesn't want to get lost in the shuffle with all of this NXT buzz that's going on this week. So what did they do? They're bringing back Iron Mike Tyson, who I'm sure is going to smoke weed in the locker room before he goes out there. Iron Mike Tyson is going to be on AEW. Yeah, he would never do that. He would never do that. I'm a, I'm an idiot for suggesting such a thing. Really, you are. I'm I'm just a stupid person, like Braun Strowman, I suppose, going in his match with Shane McMahon. But Iron Mike Tyson's going to be on Dynamite this week, and 
they should be pretty solid. Moxley, Young Bucks, Omega, Good Brothers, pretty solid six man, bud. Oh yeah, pretty good. good show. I got hey, I got an interview with Gallows going up Thursday. Lot, oh my God, so much stuff. He gave me a week's worth of select scoops over oh, there. Yeah. Wouldn't tell me if he gets two checks though. Wouldn't tell me if he gets specifically an AEW check. Oh, 100%. They take care of him. 100%. <laughs> and he's he still he was, with April Hunter? Is it him and April Hunter still no, together? No. I, okay. uh, no. Let's not, let's not speculate on who's dating no, who. I, I just, no, they were married, I thought. But no, different different person. That was oh, oh different, was it? different person. Yes. Oh, yes, it was a different right. person. Right. But um, he said, you know who wants that scoop more than you? The boys. I was oh, like, really? ah, well played. But yeah, AEW looks really, really good. Uh, NXT is looking crazy. Can't wait. And it's wild how somehow wrestling an extra night next week eases the fightful schedule, but it does. we got a lot a lot of cool things. I mentioned uh, Alex Pawlowski will be doing Sour Graps every Tuesday after NXT, free for everybody. And that will lead into his select show, which reviews uh, Raw, but... We do have a couple more super chats. Guys, get them in. We're heading down the home stretch, and we are on a tight schedule today. Uh, Kurt says, I'm smoking with Iron Mike right now. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Jermaine Presley says, I can see Bailey interfering in the Sasha Banks-Bianca match. I can't. They I, have been part of the, she has been part of the story. Yeah, I wouldn't do so, that. Uh, I think yeah. you want to leave that match completely untouched. All due respect. And Ali Bazi Says Jeff not at Mania, so no more words. Any news? <sighs> um, Sitting on the bench. Maybe they didn't like the ESPN interview. I don't think they cared about that. I just don't I think know. they got anything for him. No, right they now. got nothing for him. And no. he's forty something. He has okay matches. I mean, is he listed in the Battle Royal? Even? Yeah, he's in the Battle Royal. But that's, he's in the Battle Royal. They filmed that a week ago. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I think we're going to see Bailey do ding dong hello. I think we'll see Charlotte maybe pop up and say here's the queen and insert herself in the uh, raw match, which I think would actually be good. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe yeah, there, there are options there. There's room for people on the card because there's still only seven matches per show right now. And what do you think the plan is for Mike Tyson on uh, AEW? Do you think they might actually set up a match, whether it be with Jericho or somebody else? I don't think so because Mike is, they're trying to finalize that Holyfield thing, right? They're still yeah, trying to do that. And that's, yeah. that's where Mike's money and priority is right yeah. now. Yeah. It should be on getting that because that is a, it might be a five to $10 million payday for him, Jimmy. Well, so Holyfield's camp alleges that they offered him a 25 mil guarantee. Oh, yeah. Holyfield's camp, Holyfield's camp alleges it. And, uh, and Tyson's, Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep behind the scenes. I should I even say this on the air? Okay, let me let me let me try to say this as kindly as I can. I in the past was witness to what the handlers around some of these boxers, the way they treat them. Yeah, uh, I have been personally witness to guys being told to sign stuff without reading it and stuff like that, handling their negotiations. I've been witness to that. Tyson is not privy to his own negotiations. You know what I'm saying? Uh, His yeah. people are doing it for him, and he doesn't even know. And so that's why when Tyson, uh, I think it was on TMZ or something, Tyson went on uh, went on a podcast to talk about his scheduled fight with Evander Holyfield, and the host of the podcast had to tell him it had fallen through because Mike didn't know. Oh, God. Because his handlers are handling it for him. That's the problem sometimes with these guys. Woof. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it happens. And like, like I said, I have personally witnessed it before. I even... I don't, I, I don't want to go too deep in this topic. 
I was going to step in one time for Evander. I was going to step in. I didn't like what I was seeing one time. Yeah. So let's leave it at that. I probably said more than I should. <laughs> um, what do you think of this? Right after night two of WrestleMania on April 11 on Peacock in the U.S., WWE Network outside the U.S., latest edition of Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions is going to feature none other than WWE superstar, AEW superstar Chris Jericho. What do you think of that, John? I think that Vince was just being absent-minded, signed off on it, and it won't happen again. You think so? Yep, that's what I think. I think that it is a brilliant move for Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, if he gave it any thought whatsoever, I think it was a brilliant move for Vince McMahon. And of course, Tony Khan, I've seen a few interviews where Tony Khan's like, Oh yeah, I signed off on that. You think You yeah. think Tony Khan was going to say, no, I definitely don't want you doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a brilliant thing for WWE because you want to give Peacock something you want to show them, you know, look what we're doing to help you guys try to generate subscribers and keep subscribers. Everybody was talking about Jericho going on Broken Skull Sessions. With all due respect to the past guests, Randy Orton, Sasha Banks, whoever else, no one, I don't think, has has sparked the interest of having AEW star Jericho on there. And so I think it's a good thing for Peacock. And obviously, if you're AEW, you're going to have that WrestleMania audience that might not know what AEW is learning and talking about AEW. So I think it's a win-win for both sides. And as we wrap up, we have a few uh, super chats about Tyson. Nick says uh-huh. Riddle, Riddle and Tyson shouldn't be in the same car unsupervised. You think we'll see the part timers back for A and T next AT and T next Mania? They'll need the huge bilge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we will see them back. Yes. I think they should probably do either Four Horsemen uh, main event or Rousey Becky, and I think they're going to do hopefully Rock and Reigns. Right, if he's into it, yeah. Yeah, I could see Cena wanting to do it too because they're they're going to promote a hundred thousand people and all that. So. Will Mike Tyson be hiding on an AEW? Yes. Yes. Oh, Sean's on board with me now, aren't you, Yes, Sean? I am. Yes. <laughs> Zach Barber says, Mike Tyson joins the inner circle is my guess. That would be interesting. As long as he doesn't bring that fucking goof with him. Yes. That that goof that had his, gooch the, the gooch. Yes, that's right. That had his face painted and was like making a joke out of everything. It was, Or even if he wasn't, he just wasn't good. And why why was Vitor Belfort even there the last time? Why was Rashad Evans there? It's because they were. They just because they were. They, they weren't were? even mentioned. That's weren't all. even mentioned. Uh, Dante says for the Denise. <laughs> yeah, we need those super chats to step up. We gave Denise a hefty raise and more work. But Jimmy, anything you, anything else you got? Uh, we're going to go to the list goes on. We're going to talk uh, some Triple H stuff. Uh, Triple H talking to the to the NXT locker room. Triple H talking to CM Punk. I'm uh, going to talk about uh, uh, Hunter talking about a potential matchup for Mania next year. I want to talk about some New Japan stuff. I want to talk about post-Mania, uh, WWE. And I want to say a few things to Zicky Dice. Oh, the boy. List, the list goes on, FightfulSelect.com. I don't know if Zicky Dice ever watches this stuff, but if you don't, I want you to watch the he's, list He's on. a friend, Jimmy, so. Okay, I want him to watch don't the list goes on. Don't fuck that up, okay? Select. No, I'm not going to fuck it up. I'm going to help him out. So the list goes on FIFOSelect.com. You can check that out. Please leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. Uh, We had previews with Emily Heller on Monday for NXT TakeOver. We had a preview with Steven Larson of Going In Raw yesterday. You guys seem to really love that. Post shows after both nights of NXT. uh, I've got my post show on Fightful Select this week. I've got a QA and a over there. If you guys like all that juicy, exclusive news, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because every Sunday or Monday – 
I do a show that is just exclusive news for like 15 to 20 minutes. It is a very quick listen, and it's only news that you're going to hear from Fightful.com first. Check it out. And we are here for WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday. Just show up here every day. How about that? (laughs) Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.